Tulsa County stars Hang me in the Tulsa County stars Meet me where I land if I slip and fall too far Hang me in the Tulsa County stars Well, I don't want to come back down to earth No, I don't want to come back down to earth My heart is going heavy from the ever-endless hurt So I don't want to come back down to earth Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Blind Love Radio. I am your host, Anna Rosen, and today I have a super duper fun guest. I have Mantis. You all know him and love him on Instagram, Mantis Tarot, and We are going to be talking all about his new book that is coming out and available for pre-order now. It is called Truly Easy Tarot, Simple Readings and Practical Teachings. You can pre-order it on Amazon. There's a link in his Instagram bio to easily find it. And it will start being released on March 24th, 2020, which is so exciting. And he announced like the title of the book on the podcast. And we did this like maybe a month or two ago. And now it's like old news, but it's still new news because it still hasn't been released. So I am so excited. I was so excited that he like told everyone on the podcast. I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, ah. Um, yeah, that's my fangirling, but it was so fun talking with him. He's a tarot reader. He's an intuitive, I feel like guru, amazing human, spiritual, God, human, amazing tarot reader, all of the things, all of the spiritual things that you need and you love in your life. And it was so fun just going through the cards with him and talking about different archetypes and then getting more into the creative process, like how he wrote the book, how it came to him, how he started the project, like when did he practically have time to do it? Um, All of those really like practical things that you don't always look at when you're really like romanticizing doing this creative project in your head. Um, But we get into the nitty gritty. We get into the nitty gritty of the tarot deck. And I just had a ball talking with him. It was so much fun. So I hope you guys love it. Definitely check out his Instagram. You can find him at mantis underscore tarot, M-A-N-T-I-S underscore T-A-R-O-T. So follow him, shout him out. You probably already do. You already love him, but Definitely check out like all of his offerings. Check out his new book. He does these amazing like collective tarot readings. Um, so definitely check those out. And I know you guys are gonna love this. I hope you love this interview. Um, 
I think you will. Obviously, I just said so. I'm all over the place today, guys. It's the Aquarius Leo full moon, I swear. It's doing things. It's doing things, people. How are you feeling? Um, I feel like this is such a perfect episode to, like, release on the Leo full moon. It's so creative. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So without any further ado, here is Mantis. Also, just want to shout out our intro slash theme song today is from John Moreland. It's called Hang Me Up in the Tulsa County Stars. Just kidding. It's Hang Me in the Tulsa County Stars, not Hang Me Up. I'm just making shit up. All right, guys. I love you. Smooches. Enjoy Mantis. Mwah. They're drowning out the Nashville moon I want to learn exactly who you are Then hang me in the Tulsa County stars All right, so go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, Anna. Uh, I am Mantis. I am a tarot reader, a mystic, living in the Southern California desert. How are you? I am amazing. How's your weekend? It's it's great so far. Yeah, I uh, had a I cooked gnocchi for friends yesterday. Um, last night it took me all day, <laughs> um, but it was great. Yeah. It's been a minute since I cooked gnocchi. Oh my God. My you favorites. made handmade gnocchis? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And it's something that I used to do more often, like around the holidays, but now, uh, it's been a couple of years just cause it's so much work. Where did you learn to do that? That's like one of my favorite foods. Who doesn't love some gnocchis? It is. Well, you know, they're like little pillows of potato, like what's not to love. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> my mom, like my grandma, my mom, like they both uh, taught me how to make gnocchi. I mean, I still need to look up the recipe, but uh, they they taught me the gist of it. And um, yeah. Oh, I love that. And it, when you're making it, then you think of them. I do, certainly do. It, it brings me back. Oh, so what is your background? Like, where's your family from? Well, I'm originally from Brazil, um, uh, but I've been here all of my adult life in the U.S. Do you ever um, go back yeah, to my, Brazil? Do you have, like, family there? Yeah, I do. I have family here, too, but I have family there. I do go there um, once in a while, um, uh, but I, I get visited more, more than uh, I go there. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. So how yeah. did you find tarot? Does anybody in your family do it? Or did you come to find it on your own? No, no one in my family does tarot. Actually, they, my family is really religious, like Christian, uh, like Protestant. Um, I actually come from kind of like a priestly family. Everyone in my family has some type of uh, responsibility in the church like my brother is a pastor my dad was a pastor when I was growing up my mom is a uh, preacher like she she 
teaches in different churches. Uh, so they're very much not into tarot or um, witchy things of the like. Um, so I found, I, I came across tarot uh, just a few years ago and um, I was, um, I had an oracle deck. Uh, it was a Kabbalah oracle and I, I, I've had it for like over a decade. Um, and I love that deck and, you know, I didn't use it every day or anything like that, but it was more something that I busted out on a special occasion and I, I, I had lost it. I had misplaced it. Um, and I was looking for it to take to a little, uh, weekend getaway in the high desert and Joshua tree with friends, uh, you know, and the best place to, you know, do little readings for people. And I, um, I had lost it. I was sad. I kept looking for it for like several months. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I just need to go get something else for this weekend, for that weekend. And I went into my little metaphysical shop here, um, in my town. Um, I had done a little research before and I got us a Smith weight, the universal Smith weight deck. Um, and that weekend I started doing my first readings and then I, it was like magic. I was like, wow, this is, uh, very different than uh, the Oracle deck, and I connected with it a lot more deeply. And uh, it's kind of taken over my life ever since. I love that. And I loved the Knight of Wands story that you told on Karina's podcast. Yes, that was such a lovely story. And I was so thankful to Karina to have me over along with uh, Core Black and uh, Angelic Marie Magic. That was such a good episode. I know. I agree. I love all you guys. Yeah. And the Knight of Wands, uh, and we love you too. <laughs> and the Knight of Wands is <laughs> is very much like, you know, that bold, impulsive uh, kind of personality. And that's kind of like how I took the tarot. Um, yeah, with all of the enthusiasm that I, I had. What's a card that you're really drawn to right now? Is it still the Knight of Wands or has it kind of like evolved into another archetype? Yeah, no, like I've definitely gone a little past that uh, phase in which the Knight of Wands was uh, more prominent. Right now, you know, right now I'm going with what, uh, like, Usually for a week or two, a card will be popping up for me. Um, right now, okay, so uh, right now the King of Wands is kind of speaking to me. Ooh, I love that um, card. Yeah, and kind of like, I, I don't want to say an, an upgrade from the Knight of Wands, but more like a cooling off of that fire and of that intensity, you know, bringing it to a more stable place. It feels uh, like a maturation. Life. A maturation. That's precisely it. Um, and so that card has been popping up for me more often as an invitation. Um, and I think it goes super well. I love it. It feels like, especially with starting with the knight and kind of like really diving into tarot and then moving into the mm -hmm. king, it feels more like becoming a leader with your voice in yeah. tarot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I could totally go with that. It makes sense. Um, okay, so what other cards have been coming up for you? Like what since we're at the end of the year, like what Yeah. What was your card uh, of the, the year? 
my card of the year was the Four of Wands reversed. Ooh, how and did that manifest? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, whatever. It was more, it was very much about uh, establishing, um, just like we were talking about with the Knight of Wands going into the King of Wands. It was a lot, this year was a lot uh, about becoming stable and established in my passions and in my endeavors. So working them to a place in which uh, um, things are, 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 are stable, things are um, like the hearth, you know, um, where I can uh, employ my passion, employ my drive in a way that is contained, in a way that is mindful, uh, in a way that brings uh, results uh, without burning myself out. Uh, without going into extreme. So that nice, balanced, and chilled uh, use of the fire energy. Um, that my year has been a lot about that. And also, like, on the personal side, uh, also about the home. Uh, you know, the four of ones reversed for me in some aspects can indicate, like, um, a home um, life that needs to be stabilized in a way. Um, and that has been, it has been like that for me as well. Um, I feel that. Do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like thinking about everything. (laughs) 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 Um, do you do like a card for every month also? So this year, yes, I did. And it was an incredible experience and I am excited and a little scared to do it again. <laughs> Me the, too. Oh my God. <laughs> because the more difficult cards, those months were like they were for difficult. real. Like, <laughs> they were. So I had the tower for June. Dude, June was um, so hard for me too. I got death for June. No, I got the moon oh for God. June and then I got death for July. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. So you know it. I yeah. totally know you, it. You, you survived though. I was like, wow, this summer. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I, so by the time June came, all of the other cards had been fought on for each month. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, what is it going to be? What is it going to be about? And you know, the tower for me, it often is about a realization mm-hmm. that makes everything crumb. It, it doesn't always have to be about an exterior um, event or something that brings everything crashing down. It can, of course, it can be about that. But a lot of the times it's about like learning something from somebody or coming to a, a, a realization, kind of like judgment, but that is abrupt and that kind of changes everything. Um, and that's how it was. And it didn't come until the very end of the month, until the very end of June. I was like, so, so like by the 20th of June, I was like, you know what? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm going unscathed. And then towards the end of the June, it happened. And, and, uh, yeah. So now I'm like, um, am I ready to do this again for 2020? <laughs> um, my you do sister- the same. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. And it's interesting because it was in some aspects really hard and scary, especially since I've never done that before. 
Um, but I will say it was the most life changing tarot experience that I've ever had. Um, yeah, because you're you're having it where you're looking at something so consistently, and yeah. it becomes like this anchor throughout your year where it's like giving you this roadmap for you to follow. Or sometimes, like when you're pulling a card every single day you kind of get lost in like the minutia of things instead of looking at this like broader picture. Um, And I think it can just like have you evolve like in sonic speed, even though it's like so hard sometimes to be like catapulted out there into outer space. But it's like the rewards that it brings once you get through those really difficult times, like, I mean, the realizations that I had from this summer have been for the best, even though they were some of the hardest that I've had. Um, It's like I'm a completely different person, but like totally for the better. Um, Yeah. And it's funny because my sister had the tower. um, So we both did year ahead spreads together and she had the tower for this past month um for november Mm -hmm. and we were like what's it gonna be like what's the tower gonna be and it's so interesting because the same thing with her it happened at the end of the month and (laughs) it was her trying to find a new apartment and trying to decide where she's gonna live um Mm -hmm. and it was also like so she decided not to buy a place and All the cards were just telling her, like, just wait, just wait, just wait. And it was like this complete tower moment of like, what am I supposed to do? Like, nothing's right. And I had this realization also that the tower almost felt like the lighted house from the cancer idea. Like, have you ever heard that from like the sign of cancer? Like, this is your lighted house. Oh, No, I haven't. That sounds fascinating. And so, like, the idea of, like, allowing things to go that weren't right for you and then to really be guided by this, like, this right house for you. And so she she just, like, trusted it and she didn't sign any leases. She stopped looking for a week and then... On Thanksgiving, so like the end of the month, my cousin was like, oh my God, this apartment opened up in our building and it sounded like so perfect for her. It was like below budget. It was like really close to her job. It was going to be like perfect. And so on like December 2nd, she ended up signing the lease like right as she moved into the next month. It was just so crazy oh, how it happened. Wow. I know. That's nuts. That's nuts. No, I'm glad to hear she's doing okay now. Yeah, me too, because <laughs> it was not a fun <laughs> month, though. Oh, my God. No, it must be so um, devastating not to know, not to, uh, not to be able to have some certainty on that, such a, a basal aspect of our lives, so. But that no, totally maybe. is the tower, right? Like not having yeah, certainty. It, it, not having certainty, not having a ground to stand on sometimes. Losing that ground, absolutely. But then it's like once absolutely. you have it, it's like the stability that comes from it is unlike anything you had before. 
Yeah, because then you're anchored in the make a truth, right? Instead of on constructs and and uh, more fickle things. So when are you going to do your new spread? So uh, I think I may wait until right after Christmas um, because I, I, I have some bookings for to do it for people or for uh, clients. Um, and I have a few to do. Uh, and then I'll probably do mine um, like after Christmas, you know, that little lull between Christmas and New Year's. And I think it's a good time to do that. And uh, yeah, you, you're right. It's uh, the, the, the benefits and the magic and the growth that comes from having that roadmap far outweighed uh, any concerns. Um, I, this year, I, what helped was that the cards at the end of the year were like so amazing. <laughs> like I, I had the world for December. Wow. Really? Uh, so I, I had the sun in before I had the night of swords before. And I was like, this is so great. <laughs> I like, I have like something to look forward to. How is the um, sun yeah, I mean, month? So the sun, uh, the sun month was, was good. You know, like it was, um, generally positive and warm uh without like many downs uh and the sun you were asking me about cards that were coming up for me the sun has been popping up for me quite a bit Ooh, you're lucky still I'm, still, I'm still meditating on what it means to me right now but yeah yeah you know, what do you how do you how do you see when you get the sun how, how do you see it i was just talking with somebody else that the sun kind of confuses me like, mm-hmm. I get the moon. Like, I have been yeah. in the moon this year, and I get it. The sun, yeah. I'm like, a sunburn? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't the know, sun. like, that naked baby on the horse? Like, what's that oh. about? <laughs> I don't uh, know. And I never yeah. get it. Like, I never get it in readings. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, just, I like I, I can. I, no, you go ahead. I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> I just, I just kind of like the sun. I can read it in the reading with the context of the other cards. And if you ask me, what is the sun? I do have like my little like two meanings that are are in the forefront of my of my awareness. But it is kind of like a mysterious card that um, I think it depends largely on what's going on. And you know, I don't, I don't see it like. But um, talking about positive and negative cards it may not be super helpful. But you know, the, the moon can be painted as a negative card, right? That, that speak about difficult periods or uncertainty and illusion. And I had the moon for April, and oh my god, it was, it was really hard. It's hard, um, but it was illuminating. It was illuminating. It, it was. It was so illuminating. I came, I got to know myself really better. Um, I was in touch with dreamy aspects of myself and of my subconscious reality that were, that really needed to be there for me. Um, and then, you know, the sun on the other side is thinking as a super positive card, but it also has like, you know, the sunlight can be too intense. Uh huh. It can, it can burn. It can shine a little bright. Um, so yeah, at the same time as the, the moon has these uh, liberating and um, 
deepening aspect. The sun can also have, uh, can make you want to recoil sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still meditating with what these energies mean for me right now. It kind of makes me think about like if the moon is kind of your subconscious, then maybe the sun is bringing it into consciousness. Full awareness, yeah. Yeah, like you're really embodying it. And that's really how I understand it, it for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it for the most part, full awareness, full embodiment of that which is seen and known. Um, but I think yeah. I still don't really get it. Like I get it yeah. intellectually, but... <laughs> But I'm still yeah. in that moon subconscious period where totally. I just haven't, I haven't been in the sun yet. <laughs> what's, um, totally. <laughs> what's, what other cards have been coming up this year or like something that you've, I don't know, had like a cool medicine story around? What other cards have been not lost for me? How'd you experience the Empress this year, or the Hanged Man? Uh, the, uh, the Empress, I, I experienced in her aspect, in their aspects of um, growth and expansion and beauty, just, just because this year has been a, a year of growth for me in my tarot practice and in my creations. You know, I've, I finished, I started and finished writing a book. Wow. Yeah, it's a tarot book and uh, pretty soon, like I'll have so much more to share on it. Um, but it's a book on tarot with, you know, meanings and, uh, um, interpretations, but it's also a simple book, um, coming out in March and it it, kind of came towards to me towards the mid middle of the year, but it was kind of a culmination of what I had been doing. So it was a, it, it was like a beautiful example of a birthing pro- process, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know I was expecting it. And then I was expecting it and then I had to birth it and it was so challenging. Uh, it was like birthing pain. It was like one of the most difficult things I have done. Um, but then I did it and now like I'm, pretty much done. I just have to submit a photo. Um, and so that's how I've experienced the, the Empress this year. And it was a very, uh, felt experience with, with the Empress for me. Um, and also with the hanged man, I feel like I have some areas of my life in suspension, some answers that I'm waiting for that I don't have. I have been called to change my perspective on things and to surrender um, the need to know, to surrender the need for results. Um, so it's totally been an Empress uh, hangman year for me. Did you see the book in your year ahead spread, like looking back? No, not that, not that I wrote down on my notes. But mm. you could, like, uh, based on the bigger picture of my uh, of the year ahead, totally, because including with the world as my December card. Mm, because completing December, it. I'm completing it right now. Final stages, final, you know, final approvals, final details, um, a well-rounded end to a year and to this project. And uh, it's ruled 100%. by Saturn. Yeah, 
And yeah, that feels like such a, a Saturn thing. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely felt like, you know, the universe was like guiding me through this and help holding my hand. And I was like, I know it's hard. And I know this is a monumental task for you right now, but you can do this. And there are things that you need to learn. Um, 100%, 100% of that Saturn um, analogy. Thank you. Wow. Isn't it so cool when you like really start listening to the universe and like they start, it feels like they start guiding you and it's like they're walking beside you in this thing. And it's like so cool to see how it manifests. Yeah. Yeah. It is so true. And you like, you would think that we would like do this with every area of our lives now that we know that the universe walks by uh, with us but it's true once you start especially once you 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 are given some mission and you start working with them uh, it's really undeniable that there is a power that is working with you and through you because it's one thing if you are you know our day-to-day mundane dreams and desires and our um, our personal goals and projects. It's one thing to work with those. It's something else when it seems like there's a mission or a larger project for you, then it really becomes obvious that you're working with, with a power here. You're working with something. So how did you, what was your writing process like? Did you do it in the mornings or at night, every day, all at once? Um, <laughs> so I wrote it in just in a couple of months. That's the time that I had. I think I had like six weeks, and um, I would do it because I work. I have a full time job, um, and I could couldn't do it at work, of course, because I'm working. Um, I would do it every night, every evening. I would come home, and I so it was total hermit phase for me. I would just come home and show myself in the room and work for countless hours. And then every weekend, I didn't have a weekend. I was just working. Um, and I started with a research process where I uh, gathered a bunch of sources and researched each of the cards. And then I realized that I didn't have time to do that. <laughs> I just needed to start writing. Um, and then I just started to uh, write more from you know, my heart, which is what I should have been doing from the beginning. Um, but I didn't realize until like halfway. Um, so it was like, it was really challenging because to start putting something like that to the paper, you know, about the tarot, it's kind of freaky. You start wondering, like, is this right? Like, is my, am I crazy here? Is this bullshit? Um, you start to, you have to learn to listen to, uh, to trust your voice. You have to learn to trust um, the message that you've been given. And uh, so a lot of the time that I spent on this book wasn't just writing itself, it was dealing with these emotional and psychological issues uh, surrounding it. Yeah, but basically I had to uh, just spend all of my free time in front of the computer. <laughs> Ah, I love that. I love that you did that. And so do you feel like you, like, how are you coming out of this experience different than when you came into it? Well, like my tarot practice, you know, I have never um, 
I had done tarot classes before, um, but I had never so systematically um, gone over each card and the tarot theory, and I had never sat down to write all of my meanings of the cards. So, and I, I did that, and so I came out, I think I came out with a more well-rounded understanding of my philosophy of the tarot, as well as some more of the traditional uh, and modern meanings of the cards. So it just deepened my, I think, my my knowledge. Uh, and I've, I've noticed that in my readings, too. Um, uh, yeah, um, and also made me, you know, like aware of what we're capable of doing if we have to do something. You know, like we can do great things. What is there any? Have, okay, I have so many questions. <laughs> um, yeah. Were you a writer before? Have you written? Have you always loved to write? I've always loved to write. Always, like since I was a kid, like I would play. I whenever I found a typewriter, cause, you know, I'm a millennial, so I, I talked some of that when I was really young. <laughs> Uh, um, I would just pretend I was a, I was a writer writing plays. Uh, I've always loved to write. Um, I write for work cause I'm a paralegal, you know, I, I work in the legal field. So I work like I, I write legal memos and court documents. Uh, so, and I've, I've been doing that for 10 years. So that's when it really, my writing really became more, um, using my writing in, in a professional sense and that kind of gave the groundwork for my work as a tarot writer and then I've been trying you know before I started doing the tarot I had been trying to blog and write you know for personal spiritual blogs for a while nothing ever came of it never really nothing not much really happened with it um, and then when, when I started reading the tarot and, you know, opened my Instagram page and opened a blog, that's when I started writing every day. Um, my writing kind of took off. Uh, and that's, I think that's what led, uh, led to the book. Ooh, it's yeah. so beautiful to like see the arc of the growth. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you start reading for other people? Well, it was just a couple of years ago um, that I started reading for other people, uh, and a little more recently that I started reading professionally. Um, but as soon as I, but as soon as with my first Oracle deck, um, I was reading for people, just friends, though. So. Um, and then when I got my tarot deck that same weekend, I was doing a reading for friends, um, and. Yeah, it was right away. <laughs> and it kind of it kind of became part of the magic for me to read for others, not just for me, because uh, when you read for other people, you kind of can get more of an impartial view of how the tarot cards play out in their lives. You kind of get more of an um, impartial view of how it's going to tell, how it's going to talking about their present, how it will tell their future. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was fascinated by that, um, because it's something like a little more tangible, right? It's not just 
me and my hopeful, maybe my wishful thinking of how things turned out. Uh, when you see it playing out in people's lives, I think it's really powerful. And that's, you know, I saw that as soon as I started reading for others, even when I didn't even know much about the cards. Yeah, it makes um, you like way more objective. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, there's so really much like and strong like that. Mm-hmm. There's so many like feelings attached to it when you're reading for yourself. One hundred percent, for sure. And you never, you know, and it, it, as part of your uh, personal practice, it's fine if it's, it's fine if it's a little dreamy, a little murky, um, a little soft. Uh, but when you're talking with other people and they're asking you questions about their lives, then, you know, you want a little more precision. Definitely. Yeah, that's how you can develop it. So what are your yeah. signs, like your sun, moon, and rising? Mm, I am an Aries sun. Mm. Uh, an Aries. Yeah, I have my Aries. I have Venus and Mercury also in Aries on my 11th house. Um, and then my moon is Gemini. That's when my little writer, uh, researcher comes in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also my multiple personality. No, I love, I um, love Gemini's. <laughs> Gemini's are really awesome. Uh, and then I have a lot of Taurus, quite a bit of Taurus in my chart. Um, and that's my rising too. Ooh. So Aries, Aries, Taurus polarity is, dominates a lot of my chart. That's interesting. So that would be in your first house too. So like the Aries house. Yeah. So just like a ton of Aries. Yeah. A ton of Aries, a ton of Taurus. (laughs) Playing with each other, fighting with each other. (laughs) That's cool that it's in your 11th house for Aries because it's with Mercury, like writing for the collective. Yeah, yeah, I like to use it for empowerment, so it it goes well. Oh, I love that. So <laughs> yeah, and then you know maybe maybe that played out on how the Knight of Wands or the King of Wands uh, showed up. You know, because those are associated with uh, with a fire sign. Um, oh yeah, general. So. So how do you feel about like water and earth then? Are they like harder energies for you or do you find that they really balance you? Water, water can be really challenging for me. I can feel, uh, for lack of a better term, drowned um, in their energy. Uh, uh, it can really put a dampen in my fire. Um, but um, the, uh, the earth energy feels very balancing to me. Uh, it feels like, uh, something, the, the right medicine for all of the fire <laughs> in my chart. Uh, I like to think about it like the, the earth and fire. I like to think of it as like, as a chimney or like a kiln, you know, an earthen container for mm-hmm. the fire and it, it keeps the fire in place and it allows it to burn it allows it to create warmth but it doesn't let it get destructive so that's how I like to think about my placement so what are kind of like what do you find yourself doing to ground or like keep the fire going in like the the water seasons or water signs 
Like, how was Scorpio season? <laughs> so, you know, like, although I said, I said that about the, earth, the water energy, I am fully aware of that. It's like just a part of, you know, of um, who we are. It's um, uh, beautiful energy. Uh, I just try to work with it. I just try to uh, make myself comfortable, but then at the same time still go through the, the lessons. Um, of the, the water season, it's the most challenging for me. This Scorpio, this Scorpio season was kind of chill for me. I don't I know. That. How about you? I have a lot of Scorpio friends. I love that energy. I have um, my South Node, Pluto, along my generation, um, and something else in Scorpio. So I'm a little more, more at home with that vibe um, than with, say, um, Cancer. Ooh, interesting. Cancer. Yeah, yeah, well, that was like the home thing, too. Was that like a big season for you this year because you had the Four of Wands? I'm sorry? Was um that was like a weird question. <laughs> but <laughs> like the cancer, because cancer would be like the home, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. with the four of wands, was there kind of any like themes going on in cancer season that you kind of like saw During reflected? It was a time, it was a period in which I was definitely dealing with things directly related to the home. Um, uh, it was really intense. For How me. was the eclipse um, season? I mean, I guess that was kind of like a thing too. Yeah, the eclipse season was intense. There was a lot happening. I feel like there was a lot of death going on. It was like, it was like a super power, power, uh, supercharged time. Um, I think that's when the book started happening. Ooh, I love that. that right? That, yeah, that's when that portal is opened, and I was like, oh, your life is gonna, your life is gonna be commandeered for the next six months, my child." Yeah. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. So, do you do a lot of like moon magic type of things? Like, how do you, I don't know, I guess even work with astrology or the moon, or do you just kind of, like, focus on tarot? Um, you're talking about my work? Yeah, just, like, your personal I, practice or whatever. My, my personal practice, I, you know, the moon, funny thing is the moon uh, signs is what got me more attuned to astrological season. It's one of the things that are more felt to me in a real sense. Um, you know, I feel the moon sometimes more than anything else that is happening. Um, so that's when I started really paying attention to astrological seasons and to what was going on. I've always been to astrology all of my life, but uh, only until I started paying attention to the moon season, that's when it kind of deepened for me. So um, I always try to do uh, a little bit of work, even if it's just, writing some things on the paper and putting it on my altar uh, for the new moon and the full moon. Um, I don't, sometimes I don't really get that extravagant. Pretty, pretty simple meditation. I'll put some cards. I'll normally put something on a piece of paper to burn uh, it's on the full moon or I'll set intentions for that um, lunar period during the, the new moon and um, pay attention to what sign the moon is because 
um, it'll be a telltale sign of what be happening in my life. Yeah, and then I tried all my readings for humanity. I, 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 I'm trying to incorporate my, my astro- more astrology into my tarot work on my page. And the moon is definitely something I will most of the time be mentioning or pulling cards for. I think it's a time that people are like gathering up to pay attention to the energy. So it's a very powerful time to do collective readings too. Ooh, that's so cool. What have you learned from doing the collective readings? Ooh. I have learned that we all go through a lot of the same shit together that uh, we are really connected that um, and that we're, at the same time we're not always going through the same thing together it's like kind of like a balance thing like um, we have our individual struggles um, and when I put a reading for humanity I always try to recently I've always tried to uh, make clear that some people may not be feeling into that for one reason or, or another. For example, if I create an empowered reading, a reading about taking bold action, um, say for example, the full moon is in Aries and I'll be talking about, you know, positive themes of, uh, you know, going and doing and getting things, not getting things and achieving things and things like that. Uh, not everyone's going to be going through that. A lot of people are, will, uh, will be in contracted periods. A lot of people will be just dealing with grief or dealing with emotional circumstances. And I always try to acknowledge them and uh, bring them into, uh, so yeah, I've learned that we're connected, um, that these energies that kind of affect the entire earth are, are real. That's, uh, that's what I've learned the most from my collective readings is this self-experience of the collective energy. It feels very Pisces. Like there's a little bit of everything in this one energy and it kind of like disperses to everything. Yeah. yeah. Pisces, yeah, I love that. Um, how do you feel about the high priestess? Speaking of Pisces. Mm, how do I feel about the high priestess? The high priestess, you know, when we're talking about the sun, the high priestess is also a card for me that will depend largely on mm. what's happening, what's around there, what's around her. It's a confusing, um, like, energy in general, right? It's kind of, like, mysterious in itself. It's mysterious. It is mysterious on its core, right? In its core. <laughs> yeah. um, I, one of my favorite, but one of my favorite meanings that personal meanings that I have for, for the high priestess, especially when I get the high priestess in the future position, is that it means that I'll be, I'll have more tarot work or I'll have heightened uh, abilities in my reading. So Ooh, when I, I get that, that in the, uh, for a future card, I'm like, oh, this is a good time. Like, let me put out uh, a shout out for people who want some readings or like, let me get ready to do some deeper readings for myself because it means, you know, I'll just, be feeling more connected with my cards and connected to my intuition and there will be a good time to do some deeper work. Um, that's one of my favorite uh, ways that I see the high priestess. What is your deck that you use? Oh my gosh, I have way too many decks. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> <those are> favorites. <laughs> no, okay, so 
Um, the Smith, the Universal Smith Way is one of my absolute favorites. Classic. Um, I, classic. And then I love the Lumina Tarot. Uh, I post, I use that one a lot for my uh, photos on Instagram. I love the Lumina. I ha- I love the Fountain. I love the Cosmic. More recently, I have started using the Marielle Tarot, the second edition, the Borderless one. Mm-hmm. And that is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. A little eerie, a little, you know. <laughs> I love a little spooky deck. A little spooky, a little something. The, the, the ten, the tens, all the, the, the four tens are the four hot horsemen of the apocalypse. Ooh, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's a little spooky. Like the ten of swords is the, is the death uh, horse rider. And it's like uh, a bird's coal face head on the horseman riding a like coal death horse in gloomy skies. So I'm like, sometimes I was like just trying to get my card to put on my alt text. I most, mostly every day I pull a couple cards in the morning and I'll just put it um, by my keyboard at work just to meditate on them. And then I'm like, Oh, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting one to have out at work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a spooky deep deck. I love that. So, are people like cool with it that you have cards out at work? I love that you're so open with it. Uh, well, I'm I'm not. I don't talk about it um, like that much. Uh, I work in a law firm, and you know, like I have my I have a, an office that is in the middle of everything. But people don't come into my space that often. Right, my boss will, and he'll look at it. Um, <laughs> But I have like I have crystals out. I have a little altar. Like he just thinks it's part of my 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 little altar space. And he You're in at California, it. Done, right? I'm in California. Things are yeah, lose here. <laughs> it's normal there. <laughs> yes, whatever. <laughs> but I have done readings for people like coworkers and and things like that. Um, and that was interesting. Uh, I think church people, like, you know, they're like, hush, hush, <laughs> this witchy thing. <laughs> How do you feel about it when you do readings for somebody who you know they're kind of, like, scared of it or they're kind of, like, put off a little bit, oh. but they, like, want to do it? But then it's kind of, like, a weird energy for you, yeah. too, because you know they're kind of, like, judging you. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It's not unoften that I, I deal with that. But, you know, I just try. I just um, put on a smile and I pretend. I don't, don't pretend. I just act <laughs> as, as if what I'm doing is completely normal and just another Tuesday afternoon. Um, That's your Gemini moon. <laughs> oh, is that right? I don't know. I feel like Gemini moon is like you can so be friends with anybody. Like, you can talk to anybody, you can be friends with anybody, yeah. like, even if you're, yeah. like, not really feeling it, you're so charismatic <laughs> to the point of, like, it's fine. Like, you'll make them feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I just, I just try to keep up making my home, um, and, 
just kind of tell them a little bit about the process. But I also like let them feel a little bit, or a little bit read it out because we're dealing with like the supernatural, right? We're dealing with uh, a little bit of mystery. Um, so that's okay. I let, I let the reading speak for itself and especially what happens after the reading. Because, you know, a lot of the times they do the reading and they're like, okay, whatever. But it's not until after some time has passed and things unfolded and then they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, pull on another one. So you just have to be patient and know that the best will come after. Do you have any, like, cool stories about that? Like, you've done a reading for someone and then, I don't know, something cool oh, has I happened? Do. Oh, I do. Let me remember something. Um... Uh, well, it's not cool. Not necessarily cool because of what happened. Uh, but <laughs> Tell my, us anyway. <laughs> so my my best friend, she's a Scorpio, and she start, started um, dating this uh, this this lady, and um, she was uh, this chick was um, kind kind of into she's a, she does Reiki. She's into energies, right? She's she's witchy on her own. And she wanted a reading from me, and I'm like, I shouldn't do reading for people that my friends are just started digging. But I did, and I will. And I got the tower and the <laughs> the tower and the ten of cups. Oh no! And uh, I was like, Oh my god, you're gonna break up with her? Ah, <laughs> uh, did they? And that's they did. It was not like soon after, and it was like total power for both of them. Total power for my friends. Um, I didn't tell her you're going to break up with my friend, but I did say that, um, <laughs> this wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a client of mine. Like it was, I was just an informal reading. I did say that, you know, there will be big abrupt change, uh, in the realm of your relationship. How do you feel about got- like delivering bad news? Because, well, you know, I'm not going to say I'm completely comfortable with it. Because <laughs> it's, like, totally a part of the job, though. Like... It is. If you're in this field, then you will be delivering difficult news to people. And, you know, I try to... Um, I try to be honest without being uh, alarmist. Right. Um, so, I'll normally... Uh, uh, yeah, like, like I did with her, you know, like, there would be a breath change. Uh, yeah, I don't want to freak people out because what, what's that going to help? Totally. Um, so, yeah, I try to focus on um, the positive aspects of it. But sometimes there's no, like, you can say whatever, you can try to say whatever you want. People are still going to be um, worried. <laughs> um, and, you know, things change. The future changes. Nothing's set in stone. Um, so I, in my readings, I do do predictive stuff, but not, I'm not like spelling out their future for them. That's not my style. I keep it more, um, I don't want to say generic, but I, uh, I keep it to the topic without, um, trying to pretend I'm spelling out exactly what's going to happen to them. And then I just let them. Uh, I try to put it in the, as in the context of the evolution of their their soul, um, uh, spiritual growth, and um, 
yeah, I let it let let that be that. Have you ever predicted something for yourself that's come true? Yeah. Yeah. Although it's it's a little trickier because uh sometimes our brain can recreate memories. Right. Totally. <laughs> um the I would say that my year ahead because I wrote down uh very carefully. Um I think that that came out pretty spot on. So what did you yeah. do when oh, you did oh, your... I, one oh. time, like one time, there's a mundane one. I just remember one. There was a mundane one. Uh, I was uh, doing my morning reading, and my partner was in the living room, and I did, I pulled the King of Pentacles, and some other, I think the Ace of Pentacles, and then I said, you know what, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get some surprise money today. Ooh. And... Yeah, sure enough. I think my boss gave me a tip or I don't know. I did something that he really liked and he gave me like, you know, some money, a little, a little good amount of money. And I was like, see, totally. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so like spelled out so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I did not keep it generic on that one. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Um. So what did you do? So with your year ahead reading, you pulled all your cards and then you kind of like wrote out your predictions for what would happen. Yeah. So I, I pulled out my, I had my new journal that I had gotten for 2019. And on the first pages, first I read, I wrote about the, the card of the year. And then I put slots. I like, I wrote each of the cards for each month. And then I started filling them in with, my impressions, what I thought would happen. And I kept it more like in a thematic way, you know? Um, and uh, some of them came out, came out of the tarot. is funny. Sometimes it's so literal, right? So like, literal. I Literal, like sometimes you're thinking it's about this larger theme in your life. No, it's about some mundane event. Like I think February I had the Queen of Cups. And sure enough, there was a period of thought uh, that I felt like I was trudging through emotional waters uh, leading up to the moon that was in April. Um, but also, like, we experienced torrential rains here in the desert. Oh, and my God. We, <laughs> we tried to leave. We, we had a, we had a uh, vacation plan to, in Northern California, and we started driving as a atmospheric river. Uh, fell on this in this area, which is a rare event. It like rained like it was this jungle, wow. and like we're not ready for it. The the city that our my town became like a disaster area, and we got out. Uh, and it was a crazy rain all the way to like central California. Um, it, that whole month was about water, uh, water themes, and I was like, this is such a Queen of Cups. A month, but in a literal way. <laughs> totally. Because watch is uh, Queen of Cups is water of water, right? Um, so deep waters. Um, All the very water. Very much about that. All of the water. <laughs> Were you guys affected by the fires at all? You know, like uh, people that that are close to us uh, did, and they had to like leave their homes and be evacuated. Nothing happened. 
So people that we like, my partner knows from work, like foster homes, um, things like that. It's very close. Yeah, it's very, very sad. Like really close to us. But I live in the desert, and like there's no, there's just brush, right? There's no forest that would reach us. Although sometimes we get fires really close, it's not as grave as, as a situation. That's such an Aries thing yeah. to live in the desert. <laughs> right? Like, you see all the wand, <laughs> the wand courts, they all have deserts in the background. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> oh, my God, I, I never love thought it. of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is so true. Like, you know, that we have um, some, I think, forget, I think it's the night ones that has, the desert and then a little river like um meandering and it's just totally what it looks like here i never um, yeah, really that's thought about fire earth i never thought about the court cards being kind of like looking at their backgrounds but you're so right especially with yeah, your they, queen of cups story yeah 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 it's, they, they tell for me they, they paint a big picture a big part of the picture like, you know, we look at the Knights of Swords and you see that the the, the clouds are like storm, not storm, but like they're windswept clouds. Uh, they all, yeah, they all uh, speak of the motif of that card. What do you like, think uh, about the, uh, the Page of Wands? The Page of Wands? <laughs> so oh, random, so dear to but... me. The page- no, 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 no. I love the page of wands. The page of wands, because I go through page of wands moments all the time. Really? You know, especially as an Aries. You know, we're known for, like, uh, starting a lot of things, right? Getting passionate right. about a new endeavor, a new project um, all the time without necessarily finishing the other ones. And that's very true. It's one of the Aries uh, uh, archetypes that I resonate with. And so I'm kind of addicted to page of one's moments when you are absolutely in love with a new idea, with a new passion, with uh, something that wants to be birthed through, uh, through you and you're enamored with that, uh, enamored with that feeling. It could be a spiritual realization. It could be a realization about life. It could be a philosophical question. You're just so enamored with that, that it just consumes you like a fire. I go through that a lot. I'm addicted to that feeling. <laughs> Me too. Even being a Capricorn, just like that cardinal energy. I'm yeah. like, I want to yeah. start something new all the time. <laughs> Capricorns are the fieriest of the little of the earth sign, in my opinion. We are fiery. I think so. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Like we you're got all, a little turbo really pack on. <laughs> yeah. You need all the energy to build. <laughs> right. So what do you think about like page of wands reversed? Like when it, do you read reversals or like, what are your ideas about that? I do read reversals with care and with mindfulness. I don't think that a reversal will be like a necessarily a negative thing uh, or, you know, um, but I do, I do pay attention to reversals. Um, the page of wands reversed for me is when, um, you have that idea or a new creative something that's trying to be born through you, um, but you're not connecting with it. Um, maybe there are blockages. Maybe you have obstacles in your life that are preventing you from reaching for that and bringing it to earth. Um, it could be about 
kind of like mismanaged energy uh, when you're just starting things and burning out. Mm. Um, it could be like losing the spark or losing the spark about life, losing the spark of things. Yeah. How do you feel or about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, no, that was it. <laughs> How do you feel about the Page of Swords? Um, I just pulled the Page of Swords today for my reading for humanity. Oh. I think of the Page of Swords as a um, I, one of my favorite uh, ideas for that card is the idea of beginner's mind. Mm. Um, you know, the, the swords the swords deal with intellect, right? Mind, um, thoughts, ideas. Uh, so I really like as uh, as the court, the swords court deal with levels of maturation and, and evolution in that field of mind. I like to think of those cards as embodying by kind of like Eastern Buddhist philosophy uh, concept for um, awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the page of swords, I like to think of as the beginner's mind when you are uh, just open to life and open to ideas without many preconceived notions, just being open to what arises, being open to a new mind. Uh, it could mean for me also new ideas, uh, uh, new thoughts, uh, things of that event. And it also deals with how you speak, um, speech, uh, and the page of swords reversed for me. It's a little personal reading that I really like. Um, can be about speaking your truth, but, um, with a thing or yes, <laughs> speaking a in a way that is not kid. fully aligned. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little asshole kid. Absolutely. That's when it comes up for me like that. That's what, what I think about it. Like, the just words reverse. Um, especially with my Aries Mercury, I just have to really watch how I talk because sometimes <laughs> it comes out like. <laughs> um, it comes out a little too strong. Totally. I feel that. Um, I have Mercury and Capricorn, so I think the same thing. Mm. Like, sometimes it's just too dry and to the point and mean. (laughs) So, (laughs) I need to, like, sugarcoat things sometimes and be a little nicer. (laughs) It's a struggle. It is. Um. So, okay, so you're in Aries. So how do you feel about the emperor since the emperor is ruled by Aries? Do you, like, relate to that card or do you have, like, a very easy time with it? Oh, I relate to the emperor a lot. And it it has a lot of, like, you know, really good meanings, like, you know, good feeling meanings for me. I know that um, in every respect that um, the emperor can mean um, some difficult situation for people um but for me like what lindsey mack on um not only on her course that i took but on her podcast she talks about the emperor as aries as that first burst of life right like she describes it as um the the calf that is being born or the baby that is born and just screams and takes up space um she also describes it as um, the sense of vastness and expense, uh, like when you see a beautiful mountain range or when you see a redwood tree, she uses that comparison, that space. 
So I, that completely transformed uh, my view of the emperor, which was already a lot about empowerment. Um, but yeah, I see it as a, like, you know, how the empress, we can talk, we can see it as an expression of the divine feminine. Um, I think the emperor refers to how the divine masculine, uh, or the, the divine sense of order and structure, uh, applies in our personal lives. So for me, it's a card about connecting the bigger pictures of the universe, bigger themes of, uh, of creation to our lives. Uh, so it's a very empowering part for me. I mean, and, um, yeah, I, Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. And I completely like can see now how it's associated with Aries because it's kind of a tricky association to get. Totally. I feel like I totally see, like, it's so beautiful to see how you've been talking about, like this year being the empress and you created this book and then next year will be an emperor year. And then it's like going to be put into the world and like taking up space in people's hands in this like physical manifestation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. Ah, that's so exciting. Bring on, bring on emperor year. Yeah, how do you kind of feel about, like, 2020 and it being the emperor year? And do you have any, like, advice for people or kind of predictions or feelings about Ooh. it? No predictions yet. I'm still, I'm, I still have to do my, my little work on that. But I think 2020, at least that's how I'm feeling in my personal life or, and how I feel, like, may play out for other people is a year of bringing to uh, just continuation and uh, structuring of things we have already started, uh, especially breakthroughs that we have uh, uh, gone through in 2019. I feel like it's a really struggling year for a lot of people, a year nine, a year in which you are at your wit and to complete the task at hand. Um, and I think that, uh, 2020 will just kind of like be, um, we'll bring that into a sense of, um, stability. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Looking forward good year to, to work. That. Good year to go. Good, good years to bring into further fruition. The things you have started. Already started. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, beautiful. That's Are you looking forward to 2020? I am. Emperor is my birth card. So I feel like I'm excited to see what themes come up. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. I'm very excited. I'm excited (laughs) to do my little wheel of the year again and freak out. When when are you going to do it? I know. (laughs) Each card that you pull is is a challenge. When are you going to do it? Now it's going to be even more of a big deal because before I was just kind of like going into it like blindly, like, oh, maybe it'll come (laughs) true. (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) Now I know what I'm going to be in for. I think I'm going to do it the week of Christmas because my sister will be home. Um, so we'll kind of do like a little ritual around it. So that'll, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. Fun. I know. Fun. Okay, so last 
question. Who mm-hmm. are some of your favorite tarot people you look up to? Um, if there's any like books about tarot that you love or resources people can look to that you have loved in your own practice. Okay. So like I love the tarot lady, Teresa Reed. I learned a lot from listening to all of her podcasts, her little tarot bites, the little mini lessons are such a little pleasure to, to listen to. Um, and I had the pleasure of meeting her, of meeting her, uh, two months ago. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I recommend her, her work, her podcast. Um, of course, like I mentioned, Lindsay Mack, somebody that inspires me a lot. Actually with, uh, with, yeah, she was here on your podcast. I know. I mean, how did that happen? I mean, (laughs) oh, it's because you're amazing. That's how it happened. Oh my God, stop it. But yeah, pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love how she's connected to the community and down to earth. So it's it's amazing. Um, I love her work and recommend it to anybody for books. Um, you know, uh, the Seventy Eight Degrees of Wisdom Ooh, by yes. Pollock has a new edition, oh, and I really? recommend it. I think, yeah, yeah, it, I think it improves upon um, a lot of the parts in the other book. Recommend it. Um, uh, another podcast, um, Weston has a root lock, root lock tarot and he's so educational. Uh, I love him. pure tarot education. He's amazing. He's like so yeah, he's logical pure education. in the best way. Yes. That's a perfectly descriptor. He is logical. He's down to earth. He like organizes his thoughts and teaches you in an organized way. I love, I love his podcast to learn as well. Um, I, I listen to all of the Betty podcasts too. Um, uh, her website, I think her um, meanings are like great kind of like distillation of uh, traditional meanings with a modern take. Uh, Who is that? I recommend that? that a lot. The Biddy, Bridget Elkomar. Yes. Biddy Tarot. Love it. Yeah, uh, those are my recommendations for right now. I love that. (laughs) So you give readings, right? I do give readings. I give Give readings. readings. Shout yourself out. How can people book a reading with you? I would love to read for you. I do readings via video or written, whatever you like. And you can, uh, you can get more information on my website. It's mantisgirl.com. And you just click, or just click booking and you'll see my offering there. Um, I'd love to read for you. Uh, my readings are down to earth. Uh, they're spiritual. Um, and I'll tell you everything that I see. <laughs> In the nicest way possible. <laughs> In the nicest way possible without freaking you out. So without without absconding the truth from you. Ah, so important. (laughs) (laughs) And you're on Instagram, Mantis Tarot. I am on Instagram. I do collective readings. They're called Readings for Humanity. Ah, I Um, love them. Yeah, thank you. I do tarot education. I do teach some tarot, like, um, little tips and um, theory 
Um, that's also on my uh, Instagram. That's Mantis underscore Tarot. Um, I post funny things and random things that you can enjoy. Um, yeah, and I, I plan to do more of the tarot theory and education um, aspect. I've been feeling called, called to do that ever since I wrote the book, so stay tuned. Oh, I'm so excited for this next year for you. You have like so many Nine amazing years. things brewing for everybody. I, I know. I, I'm excited too. Wow. What an expansion. <laughs> yes. I'm excited to share my book. I think that would be an amazing feeling. Yes. Um, I can't yeah, wait to buy it. be my it. baby. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So is it going to be on Amazon? Like where are we going to be able to find it? It's going to be on Amazon. Yeah. And, uh, I think within the by so, uh, in January, I don't know when people are listening, but I think by January or February, uh, you'll definitely be received on my, on my page. I'll be definitely sharing like specific information on pre-orders and things like that. So what's it going to be called? Are you allowed to tell us? I think I'm almost so. I, that's coming out soon. <laughs> okay, uh, the name and more details. I am not out. sure if I can share it right now. I'm not sure. That's so fine. I, just, it's it's a terrible book. <laughs> I'm being very greedy. I'm like, tell me all, no, no. all about your maybe book. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have asked them before. Uh, it's yeah. It's a, I'll just say it. It's called the Truly Easy Tarot Book. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on. But Say it again. The truly unique tarot book? The, the truly easy tarot book. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's uh, it's uh, easy to reference uh, book that will hopefully not compromise on death. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Everybody go <laughs> and buy you. this book. Please. <laughs> I think they will. Leave some good reviews on Amazon. That would all be appreciated. Ah, definitely. I feel like this community is just going to totally support you. Oh, it's such a wonderful community. Life's a big part of being able to put things out in the world. Uh, knowing that there's people there who care for you, and uh, I love, I, I love these, our little community that we've uh, created. Same. Ah, oh, I love this. I'm so excited for you. Mm. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on the podcast. Oh. Well, thank you, Anna. Such a privilege, such an honor. I'm so happy that you invited me, and I'm so happy that we had this chat. You're so lovely. I love the work that you're doing here, bringing people together and showcasing people and having interesting conversations. Thank you on behalf of everybody. Oh my god, thank you. That means so much. so much for listening to today's episode with mantis definitely pre-order his book i know you guys will love it again it's the truly easy tarot 
and yes, support him. I just love this creative, magical soul so much. So everybody go out, pre-order it. You're going to get it. You're going to love it. And connect with him on Instagram, Mantis Tarot. And connect with me on Instagram, Blind Love Tarot. And then if you loved this podcast, it would mean so, so much if you would rate it and review it. I would send you so many good vibes. Not that I'm not already sending them to you. I like to make that as confusing as possible. (laughs) Um, But if you have a minute, just tap five stars and it helps other people find the podcast and it increases the visibility. So that really helps grow the audience and grow the reach and grow the magic. So I hope you guys are having an amazing week. Again, we're coming off of the Leo full moon And I hope that you're doing something creative. I'm doing like these creative scarves that I'm making. That's kind of like my creative thing right now that I'm enjoying. Um, And I feel like just, you know, I feel like there's so much pressure to like when you're doing something creative to like feel like you have these expectations of how you want your your creative project to be like received but I feel like you just need to make it and put it out into the world and then make something else and then put that out into the world like it never stops so just really enjoying that process I feel like is so important and so fulfilling like just to be creative for creativity's sake is just beautiful and rich in itself. So I hope you do something creative. Tell me what you're doing. Send me a message. Show me your project. I want to see. And I hope this conversation inspired you to, to be more creative, to not even be more creative, just to create. Um, all right, guys, I love you. I will see you next week. What you're dying for So darling Let the charmers lean the room Let them have that Nashville moon I want to know exactly Who you are Then hang me in the Tulsa County stars Just hang me in the Tulsa County stars